good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to a brand new Social Convos. I'm your host, Jean-Luc, together here with Diego. Diego, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. And with that being said, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Confos. We're also on Instagram at Confos. Subscribe to our newsletter at confos.substack.com. There's goodies to come within the next week or so. Yeah, we're putting the content to have like a structure and then actually maintain maintain it because I think that's the most difficult part about putting out content is the consistency. So if right. we're really consistent with recording these episodes over the past year, but we have been less consistent with putting the micro content out there, which you will probably see more of. So even if you look this episode back a year from now, two years from now, you might see a major shift. You might see a major difference between, as we are talking now, just recording every week instead of constantly putting and putting and putting the content out there. Putting a lot of content out is, you never know when you might find that needle in a haystack. And there's maybe that one quote, that evergreen content. And speaking of quantity, to diverge into the topic of today, there's also these needles in haystacks in quantities on national days, holidays, <laughs> international prestigious days. And I thought it'd be interesting to discuss them because I think last week um, we were discussing topics and you mentioned it was World Re National Relaxation Day or something. I looked yeah. It up. yeah, it was. But then when I looked it up, it was one of maybe 20 or 30 other commemorative days that are being celebrated in some part of the world to some degree. And that got me thinking, where do all these holidays, national days come from? Some are, you know, common, internationally celebrated, like, you know, Easter, Christmas, New Year's. But then you have some very niche ones, some very mainstream ones, some very pop culture ones, some historical ones like Independence Day, so depending on the nation, every day has at least 10 to 15. And okay, it would be interesting to explore these. Let, let's start yeah, with today. Let's, let's, let's start August, with today. And August I wanna, 22nd. I want to jump in. Yeah, I want to jump in. So today is the National Tooth Fairy Day. I mean, that's, that's fun already, right? And then if you're going to talk about fairies and we're talking about like, what's your favorite national day right like what's your favorite national day to celebrate and then we can even go into christmas for instance like it's really hard to compare a national day with a national holiday or an internationally renowned holiday but could we go back all the way to those times like the origin of christmas I actually don't know what the origin of Christmas is. Like, so it's how religious. far back does it religious. go? Yeah. yeah, it's religious. And then okay, it got so. shifted or merged into presents. And then that with, you know, St. Nick gave, delivering presents. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of blurred between those two. And it's kind of merged into one. Have you, have you seen the epic rap battle? The epic rap battle between... Santa Claus and Moses. 
probably I've I've seen all of them when they came out, but this okay, has been like so, years now, like ten years ago. So basically, Moses in that one is played by Snoop Dogg, right? So it's it's already legendary for that because Snoop Dogg is playing Moses and he's battling Santa Claus in a rap battle. And at a certain point, he says that basically he has been through the book of God, through the Bible, and there's no recollection of being like somebody dressed up as a Santa Claus. With, and, and of course, it's, it's, it's bars on bars, so it's, it's much funny when you hear it compared to me just telling the story. But that's already like, wait a minute. We, I mean, Christmas, and that's the reason why some religions don't celebrate Christmas. Christmas is actually originally a religious holiday, but somehow Santa Claus got involved to it. And I think Santa Claus got involved to it through commercialization. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't a Santa Claus involved. And all of a sudden... Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Yeah. Santa Claus is connected to Coca-Cola. For, for, for most people might not even know it, but it's somehow connected to Coca-Cola because... How is Coca-Cola allowed to make all these commercials with Santa Claus in it? And, and when you have a, a Christmas caravan and Coca-Cola goes out there in all these different countries and they celebrate Christmas, it's almost like they own Christmas. Like there's not an, I can't really cannot think of another brand who has a bigger association with Christmas than Coca-Cola, for instance. Mm-hmm. And then you get to like- the origin story. And that's the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm handing it over to you again, is Sinterklaas, which is the Dutch celebration of Children's Day on December 5th, actually pre-existed Santa Claus. So there's also some discussion that Santa Claus, which literally translated to Dutch, I think is around about the same as Sinterklaas, but people claiming that Sinterklaas was actually the original so do you have Sinterklaas and you Santa have Claus. Saint Nick, right? Yeah, Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. So Sinterklaas <laughs> is also a derivative of Saint Nicholas, which is also another character. In it, and yeah, I wouldn't call it history, but yeah, but another character that that came across oh, of, upon yeah, of the different folklore in, in the, the yeah, European region, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this comes to, because I, I, was, I was scrolling through the list. So today is National Tooth Fairy Day and you have World Plant Milk Day, Never Been Better Day, Animal Related. So it's, it, it's it kind it of never crazy. Been better. Been. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be- Never been better. So there's also some, <laughs> some wordplay in it. The other thing that triggered me, because I was scrolling through Instagram and then I saw some people share it's World Tourism Day today and a lot of people Instagram has this option now that you can reshare photos and go on the hype wagon to basically group those stories and then I looked it up World Tourism Day a little bit World Tourism is September 27th yeah right so it's kind of baffled me or not really baffled me but this just goes to show that if someone posts something on media social media, especially nowadays, if you have some matter of influence and two to three people with a larger influence catch on to it, suddenly everyone starts posting it. And then you, you think like, okay, does the significance of that day still hold the same weight, same value? 
or is it, you know, okay to just celebrate? Obviously, I think it's okay to celebrate any type of event, any day, any time of the year. But there is a significance to marking a specific day. The UN went as far as to mark certain international celebrated days to officialize them so that nation state members of the UN can adopt them if they wish. So how do you feel that as in the localized, the, the localized national days versus the international world days? Because that, that's so, also a difference. So that's what, because Rio, Rio's comment on, on LinkedIn makes it very clear. Like, okay, but which country has the most days though? Just to think about it, that we're not even there yet. We're not even talking about actual days that are celebrated that get like a recognition and means they, people get a day off in that specific country. Now we're just talking about national days that can be celebrated. And there's so many, like you mentioned, they're like 20 per day or something. Like August alone has like 500. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not average. It's, it's at least 10 a day. So you, you can really go, okay. And, and it's very diverse. That's something I do have to say. And like, there are some that we regularly celebrate. I mean, I can get into those, but there are also a lot of days that it's good to have them because there's awareness for that specific topic. So I think from that perspective, it's good. But you also have to focus on, I mean, Suriname, for instance, we have a lot of national holidays already. So if you just do the national holidays, how many do you get? Like, I think 15 already or something. This year, yes. there's even more because we have, we have like, like big round numbers. So certain years. So then you get a little bit more because these are like anniversary national days. But I think that's already a lot. And then when you, on top of that, get the, the national days, it can so, be overwhelming, but you don't have to get into all of them, right? Yeah, no, but I, I, I want to go into the nomenclature as well, like the, the naming convention. When we talk about, because what the UN recognizes are the international days. These are yeah. internationally recognized. But then you have these Tooth Fairy National Tooth Fairy Day, National Relaxation Day. It has the word national in it. And national so means it origin which originates. Exactly. It, it originates from a nation. So, and then other people, maybe through media, caught on to it and thought, oh, this is something fun. This is something, an activity that we could partake in as well. Let's, why not do it? Even though it is so, not something considered within the more, their nations. I think a lot. If we look at the influence of media and just the example I saw today of Instagram, a lot comes from Western media yeah. because a lot gets propagated through those channels as well to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, social media. And because of the hashtag algorithms that we kind of topic based that we kind of talked about when we discuss the platforms, it starts catching on and people start recognizing and they want to get on the bandwagon. Yeah. So, but so I, you, I do think should you as on, a different uh, country jump uh, into uh, all these national days that the U.S. provides? So to Reol's question, I think the U.S. has the most of these niche days too, for a lack of a better term. Niche like, yeah, niche yeah, days. I definitely think so. I definitely think so. But if you're talking about actual national days that you get a day off or something, 
Yeah, so recognized really by the country as a yeah. There's really not that many. I think there. I don't think there's a, a country that goes over twenty of those days. I really don't think so. Which yeah, that, can seem like a lot because that's that goes already into more productivity, right? That's a month. That that's a month, basically a month of product. Twenty days is four weeks, four working day, four working weeks. Yeah, you lose, you lose quite, and and you lose a lot of productivity, especially if those days are on a Tuesday or on a Thursday. That yeah. that kind of completely breaks the flow. If if you're, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you run a business, you you kind of lose a lot with those kind of days. I actually had a colleague. I won't name his name, but he knows if I talk about this, he knows that I'm talking about him. I had a colleague who, if there was a national holiday on a Thursday or on a Tuesday, he would take the Friday or the Monday off. And yeah, he would schedule it. So by the beginning of the year, he will he would yeah. have already handed in his his leave. Like and just like you're like, why? Why is he? You're like, how does he know? But he would do it like yeah. half a year to a year in that family. Yeah, plans ahead. He would already <laughs> take his leave on on those days, and he would have long weekends of four days. And it was amazing. It was pretty cool how he already like before you knew that day was gonna be like a national holiday. He had already booked like the in between days, the Fridays and the Mondays to have a long weekend. It was pretty impressive, I have to say. So coming back to the origins, I think the national days that you talk about where people get off has some kind of historic significance or commemoration, right? To yeah. the country, to the localized uh, country. And that that's a fair point because you pay respects, you remind yourself or celebrate an occasion of, of being grateful, thankful of what happened in the past. And then you have the international days. I think a, a few of them, Easter and Christmas, would be the ones that are pretty widespread, I, I would say. So um, either, but because they're also connected to the school system. Yeah. In general, right? And it's a little more in some countries than others. But you have Easter holiday, especially for us here in Suriname. I think it's a little different in European countries. But you have Easter holiday and you have uh, the end of the year, the Christmas holiday. So basically, those are two are the main, really big recognized. But then you get a difference, for instance, like Good Friday. I don't recall that every country in the world celebrates Good Friday, for instance, or gets the the Friday from Good Friday. They, they but get Good it. Friday is related to Easter, it's to right? Easter. It's to Easter, yeah. but, but I don't recall that all countries in the world even have that Friday off. Right, Easter, the second day of Easter, yes, the second day of because it is mainly a, a, a Chris, Christian holiday, right? Yeah, but it's been commercialized. Yeah, both, a, a both from Christmas that. and Easter have really been commercialized. It is basically thanks to the commercialization that it has yes. been adopted and accepted internationally. Yes. So, it, technically, if any of these niche days get enough commercialization, they could end up internationally renowned. I don't know if how easy it goes because I think religious holidays have a higher chance. Yeah, because it like, has historic weight and kind of 
yeah, religious weight as well, but uh, so, it, it so has a lot holy, of his, history yeah. behind it. Let's compare Valentine's Day and Holy, for instance. Oh, yeah. yeah, holy, yeah. holy is definitely one of the bigger holidays. And even internationally, I think not a lot of countries, only the countries that have a strong Indian origin will most likely celebrate Holy. And in a lot of countries, it's not even. But it, it's getting more recognition. And it yeah. is thanks to the commercialization. Definitely. And, and it's it, very commercial. It's a very easy holiday to commercialize, not from a religious perspective, because no, most people don't understand what Holy is about, or only partly understand what it's about, but it's a, it's a holiday of good. So that already resonates a lot. And there's definitely, if you have the Indian origin, like for instance, in Syria, we, we celebrate, it's a national holiday. And uh, we don't do everything when it comes to the religious part, but we kind of do everything when it comes to the national holiday part. So that's interesting. But if you compare that to Valentine's Day, like Valentine's Day has been, we have talked about this on, on Social Confus as well, has been much more commercialized, like much, much more. more. But I don't, Think, I would think Holy has a better chance, even internationally, not, not just here. Here's a, it's already a national holiday, but I think Holy has a much better chance of internationally being recognized as a holiday than Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day will always be a national Agreed. day or an international day celebrated, but you won't get yeah. days off for it. Because it doesn't have the ethnic cultural impact such as Holy has in the, the belief and the religion that it's meant to be for the people. We've ventured into the, the different types of days that we could have, right? You have the religious holidays, the historical holidays, and these basically through legislative action become recognized by the government or by the nation, and it's implemented in, in the system, right? And historic significance, cultural, international observance, and then you have the niche ones, those are kind of grassroots movements that kind of pop up every now and then. And those are the ones that kind of populate the huge numbers that you see in the list of uh, databases. And of course, it also, like Consuelo says, it really depends on the country's focus. I'm, I'm actually not familiar with how it is in the Middle East and Asia. If you're talking about holidays, I can say a bit about Japan, but that's due to watching anime. And then you have like this golden week where everything is like, I think for a week or so, uh, everything is pushed back a week. But th these are very specific days uh, and, and it's quite different from uh, how it's, it's not even present in the, the, the Western hemisphere, I, I'd say, although some some of the internationalized holidays do penetrate the Eastern societies, I think, such as Christmas and Valentine. Yeah, so, and, and then, like, if you take China, Chinese New Year, I mean, it really depends, again, like, for so instance, we Chinese New Year, because I, I, I had the, the, the discussion when I was in New Zealand with my Asian friends from Vietnam, Malaysia, because yeah. they celebrated as Lunar New Year and not as Chinese New Year. Whereas it is the yeah. same thing, yeah. but it is the, the Lunar calendar. Yeah. yeah. Which is Whereas, different, different. Yeah, we interpret it or we more commonly know it as Chinese New Year because the influence of uh, China 
across the world is much more prominent. So here's the, here's the interesting part. Let's say China is a really interesting example, right? Because China only celebrates like for all of China, it's, it's less than 10 holidays. So that's really interesting. They celebrate New Year's Day. They celebrate that. They do celebrate it. They like the Lunar New Year or the No, just New Year's, like New International Year's. New Year's Day. New Year's, yeah. And yeah. then the only other non-Chinese holiday, international holiday, is International Labor Day. So Labor Day, May 1st, is like internationally acknowledged, even in China. And New Year's internationally acknowledged even in China. All the others are like connected to the Lunar New Year, right? Or the Lunar Lunar Year or connected somewhat to China. But in some regions in China, they do celebrate like specific social groups or the holiday schemes. They do have those kind of things. So that's that's interesting. Because that's but, very localized, right? Yeah, it's very localized. They even have ethnic minority holidays, which is interesting because I look at Idol Fitr and Idol Ada, which are mm-hmm. also pretty big, like Diwali as well. I think Diwali is celebrated in a lot of countries as well, and probably not in the Western countries, uh, but Diwali, Idol Ada, those kind yeah. of holidays are definitely celebrated in, in certain parts of Asia, certain parts of even Africa, I think the Middle East, but also in South America and the Caribbean. So that's really, and even in the U.S., probably in some states, but I'm, I'm not sure about that. And I'm pretty sure that it's often collect, connected to ethnic minorities or religion as well that they do celebrate it. Because the fasting, we know two kinds of fasting, right? The Islamic fasting and the Christian fasting, which is also a thing. And those could, differ a little bit as well. I actually never thought about that. Could you elaborate on the difference between those two? Is is it more the process or is it like the, like the the meaning surrounding it, like the tradition surrounding it, or if you look oh, at I'm, it yeah, on so, an individual level? I'm so level. gonna watch this. <laughs> so I'm afraid to say something because I probably will get it wrong. But there is an interesting thing with difference, like. If I remember correctly, because the, the Islamic fasting is you fast and then you, you open up the fast, you fast and then you celebrate the end of it, right? Basically, the celebration mm. is, if I remember correctly, at the end. Whereas the Christian fasting often goes towards Easter, but especially for the Catholics, it starts with carnival. That's in February. Yeah. So they go out and party during carnival. And then they go into a period of fasting towards Easter. Interesting. So kind of removing the sins. But please don't quote me on this. I could be. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody knows this, you feel free to correct me in the comments or feel free to reach out to, to tell us the full story. But that's... How I, and I, I I'm actually I curious it. if anyone knows somebody who is well versed in the, this topic. Like it is something to yeah to, to explore. Like but it's it's now different that you mentioned as well. It, it piqued my curiosity. How because different the the, the, Islamic, the, Islamic, the Islamic fasting is really strict. 
So you really have a, a, a slot. Basically, it's between sunset, sunrise, sun, and sunset, sunrise and sunset. Not, yeah, sun, sun. You're not allowed to eat anything, and in some cases, not allowed to drink anything. Like the true traditionalists don't even drink during that time. Mm-hmm. I think for children, they allow them to drink. Um, so that might be a big difference as well. But compared to the Christian fasting, which I think is mainly alcohol, if I'm not mistaken. So Consuela, feel free to, to enlighten us a little bit about Christian fasting. And, and if it's always during a certain time period, and if it's indeed between Carnival and, and Easter or not. So that, that's, it's, it's, it's definitely different. The, the Islamic fasting is much, much more strict especially, and it's really between sunset and, and, and sun, sunrise and sunset. So it's a little, it's, it's really, it's a long day. And it's also interesting how that might play a role into, and now I'm getting into the sports topic, but it being interesting for people to, to play in Saudi Arabia, the, the professional football players play in Saudi Arabia, especially if you're if you if you practice a certain religion where that becomes a thing. So, Coswella says, yes, between Carnival and Easter, you have Lent. So basically, it's much more of like, hey, we party during Carnival, and then you kind of clench your body towards, towards Easter compared to the Islamic uh, kind of fasting where it's really, it's, it's a, a certain sacrifice. Both are a certain sacrifice, actually. That's what they do have in common. Interesting. Yeah, it's more about being a good person or, or, or yeah, being a good person. It's much more like that. And this, there's different tastes. Yeah, because fasting, it's, as how I know it, is basically focused on, you know, resetting your body. It, it's more about, about the body and the mind and not having any intake or something like that. More focused on behavior, so no cursing, I think. Plays a very big role as well. Casting from certain words. <laughs> yeah. Certain word use. So I think it's it's really interesting. And if you look and so again it's tied together to a different kind of of living. And I think those national days kind of have like a similar idea. It's to bring diversity and be able to celebrate days. And I think from that perspective, it's a really good thing. One of the benefits is that slowly you get for different kind of topics, you get national days to create us awareness as well. So I think from that perspective, like autism, for instance, there's also a national or international day of autism, something that to spread awareness about autism and what autism is. That's April 2nd, FYI. Yeah. So these are kind of things that I think the benefit from it is that we're getting more aware of different kind of things that are being celebrated or we're trying to understand it better. From that perspective, it's great. The, the downside is that there's so much that you can follow it all and you can have, you can convince others that your day is important if they don't have any like connection to it. So a lot of these days are just being wasted. <laughs> wasted is might maybe a strong word for some people because, as you said, a lot of localized uh, areas, it means a lot there. A lot of the holidays we have here in Suriname, 
would not apply to anywhere else, not even our neighboring countries. So I think it is interesting to look at the, the ones that have not national in front of them, but international or world, because these have a broader impact, right? And a list I would look at with more, you know, more weight would be the, the UN list. Because this has been formalized by the UN in, in the documentation okay. and recognition as well. Let's go and, into it. And a lot of these are basically for global issues. And how I've long seen is the lot, list, by the way? How many, how many are being recognized? It's, it's actually not that long. So I, I would say to uh, one month has max 20. Oh, but that's around that 20. Works. Yeah, but we're talking at least 150 to 200. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like January has the least. It's it's three days only. Like uh, from the yeah, list of international days on the UN. What's your favorite and from the list? From the list, I, I need to go through the list, but okay, let's like, just do August because there's tourism. So because tourism caught my eye would, would be an interesting one. No, but tourism uh, is September, so I was talking August. Okay, August would be, let me go through it. International Youth Day would be an interesting one. World Humanitarian Day. Day is definitely the most interesting one. Or International Day of the World's Indigenous People. That's awesome. I was looking at that one as well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean like International Day Against Nuclear Tests. How, how does that work? I actually have no idea where how that one got approved, but I'm going to open the document <laughs> as well. So because I think that's interesting to mention for the people that are joining and listening or watching. It's like these lists from the UN, they have like complete <laughs> documentation on why it's an international day or turned into an international day, which is pretty interesting. I'm actually going to put it right here on the screen. So if you're interested, go there and you'll find a list of days. But yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of these international days are linked to the UN goals as well, the SDGs. Yeah, they're pretty much societal issues. Societal issues and very like mental health day, translation day, languages. These are things that kind of affect every corner of society and that's why they recognize it the nuclear one i don't know yet maybe it's because of nuclear energy but yeah it, it, of course it that, that might be some controversy in that languages they, me, that it's, is quite interesting as well for me the thing is like i look at it of course from a marketer's perspective <laughs> from that perspective not many days on this list are very useful it's not that it's not like my clients are going to be, today we're going to celebrate the International Day of Commemoration <laughs> and Dignity of the Victims of the Crime of Genocide and the Prevention of This Crime. I'm like, a little bit difficult. A little bit difficult. So, but that's where the niche days come in, right? The... No, but I mean, that's like, these are considered international days. I don't even understand the sentence. Con- commemoration of and dignity of the victims of of the crime of genocide and the prevention of this crime. It's it's such a complex international day. 
and like very if you would specific. Have to translate it to make a social media post surrounding that topic, it's most likely going to be the UN that will have a post about this. They even the UN might not even post about this on their <laughs> socials, right? So it's it's very very formal. I do think the UN would post these on their socials. Yeah, I'm I'm going to check. We're, we're like definitely nowadays, going to check. Like, so on, on uh, December, maybe not by then, but. I opened up a few of these and a lot of them are quite recent, 2019, 2020. So remember, so remember December 9th, when they also post about the International Anti-Corruption Day, if yeah. they also post about the International Day of Commemoration and Dignity of the Victims of the Crimes of Genocide and the Prevention <laughs> of These Crimes. Yeah, so please, uh, please remember me on December 9th. <laughs> send me a, a message or, or send me a comment on one of my posts on December 9th. To see if the UN kept up with this and also posted about that extremely long name day, which is just to clarify, it's a very serious issue. Genocide is a very serious issue, but the way that the formal way that the Dutch International Day is written down kind of makes it from a from a marketeer's perspective kind of impossible to 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 create. Like how are suppo people supposed to adopt it? Like commemorate yeah. it? Like so, there's definitely and. Of course, those days don't need any commercialization whatsoever. <laughs> like, what a what kind of shirt are you are you gonna wear? Like a, a shirt that says genocide and uh, an X through it. I mean, there's like no no a way to. Well, there probably is, but it's really far far fetched if you're gonna go towards that. So I think that's also yeah. Why this I is also like the distinction the between types days. of dates, right? Yeah. The, the distinction between types of days, some are uh, commemorative, some are to bring awareness. And I think a lot of these from the UN are to bring awareness to more serious issues, whereas the national days are more fun, more celebratory, more engaging, yeah. I would say, for people. And one last thing on this list, I actually see on this list, World's Children's Day is on November 20th. Whereas in the beginning of our conversation, we had Children's Day, as we know it from the Dutch, is December 5th. Yeah. So that, that's kind of also, yeah. some days are recognized on different dates by, depending on the domain yeah. in which they so are. It's also difficult because you don't, uh, December 5th is World Soil Day, for instance. And that's relatively new. And there's even another. So that's interesting about this list as well. A lot of days that are on the same day. So for instance, World Soil Day and International Volunteer Day for Economic and Social Development. Those are what's considered here Children's Day. So yeah, all well, well, World Soil Day is from 2013. But yeah, in, in general, I think I don't mind it. I don't feel there is going to be enough emphasis on it. And I definitely think there will be some national and not so international days that will get much more recognition than these international days listed by the UN because they're better to commercialize. So that, that's true. So December 5th is a Christian holiday. It's the day of St. Nicholas, but we're also looking at it from on this list of international days. There are no religious days, are there? No. So I think that's that's how they kept it safe for, for themselves. It, it's it's more like very societal. 
like can you scientifically or like social scientifically and they're also it's much less diverse in the sense like we mentioned world tourism day in the end of september but then you also have like a tourism day in february which is just different but it's uh global tourism resilience day so there are a lot of these kind of topics that get covered much more and certain topics that don't get covered at all also interesting how few international days the united nations has listed for january that's also mm-hmm. something really weird so which yes these days have been has been listed for a reason i have the only thing is for me from a marketeer's perspective the un list it's good that it's there because of the societal issues but and most likely most of the things will not catch on as much as like say a Valentine's Day because of the or a Tooth Fairy Day you can do a lot of fun stuff with the Tooth Fairy Day if if you so choose yeah well I think I think it's a missed opportunity yeah the, the obscurity has a certain charm to it as well because if you have a very niche day and not a lot of people know about it, it's easier to tap into the dentist, commercialization. I, if it I was is easier, dentist, to... I would commercialize the hell out of, uh, of International Tooth Fairy Day <laughs> or National Tooth Fairy Day. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we celebrate Social Media Day, like in our, in our respective field. We celebrate June 30th as a Social Media Day. We still do every year. It used to be the conference day, but social media, Surinama, the social media conference in Surinama used to be on, on, on June 30th as well. I think we did it a couple of times on June 30th. But then we moved it to October. So we celebrate social media day separately. And it's not celebrated enough, I feel. We don't. Why do you feel it should be celebrated more from a marketeer's perspective? Because no, from I my don't even perspective, think from a so that's the no, problem like, like, that like, I have. like from my perspective, it is another niche holiday that has been come into existence due to the evolution of technology and how we consume media in in that sense. So here's the thing: if you really wanted to make it a national day, you would have to take and actually. Uh, the organization that used to organize it in the beginning, Mashable, Mashable had this, like, they had all the documents in place that you could download, you could change and go to the local government and say like, hey, we want to sell, officially celebrate and commemorate this as a, as a national mm-hmm. holiday. And I never felt obligated to do it to that extent. Right, because in the end you're gonna have to like lobby to get that day listed officially listed as a recognized a national recognized day. But that's on one hand. On the other hand, I do like it when people spend a little bit more time celebrating the fact that social media exists on June thirtieth. I, I wouldn't mind that. I would be willing. The problem is that in the end it gets commercialized. And we're even, I'm pointing a finger at myself here in the sense that we use it to, to do workshops and to share skills instead of just, we end, do end up with a celebration, but it's not like a giving back celebration like the end of the year. It's like Oriarius, for instance. 
I think that's mostly covers these interesting days. And of course, there's always going to be some scrutiny, some challenges because others feel not represented. And that's the fun of it, I think, as well, because a, a celebration should be out of, you know, goodwill. People should want it. It shouldn't be forced upon it. Yes, the UN is, is, is kind of a separate thing. But if you're talking about these niche holidays, these 500, 5,000 national days that just pop up out of nowhere every day, basically, another one pops up. And I think people should just celebrating if they feel like they belong, like social media day, but it shouldn't be obligatory or it shouldn't be something that you think, oh, I'm I'm not celebrating this and oh, my company is not doing this. Uh, I, I, am I not hip enough? No, it, it's, it's just something people to for fun. And it's maybe small grassroots movement that start them. And if you resonate with it, go for it. If it's not prominent in your region, maybe that's an opportunity for you to kind of bring more awareness to it. And as you said, Tooth Fairy Day, if you're a dentist, commercialize it, make it so that people recognize you for something. Because at the end of the day, it is something that it's easily recognized and you can recur it every, every year, like annually to refer to, oh, this day or this specific period, we're going to give back to the community or celebrate something within that context. So I, I do want to give credit to some organizations. And the reason why I'm saying that, like on July 15th was World, World Youth Skills Day. And I had a really busy day on that day because multiple events organizers in Suriname approached me to be present at their event. So on, on, on that particular day, there were several events in Suriname going on celebrating World uh, Youth Skills Day. So that was pretty interesting. So some of these days are really being adapted as well. And I also think we shouldn't underestimate the importance of religion in some cases. It's, it's a really big factor. And I think the best thing, the biggest compliment is when people from other religions adapt a mm-hmm. national day or a holiday from other religions. I think that's, yeah, it, it, that, that should be something that we should strive for in this world. It, it's basically kind of the, build the empathy and respect, but bring it cross-cultural. And I think it's really interesting. And I want to like, for instance, I don't know if you're familiar with mash and Guyana. So Guyana f- decided to mash two holidays together. So they mashed Carnival and Holy. Because those were two kind of big national or international holidays that they wanted to celebrate. And they decided just to mash them together. So instead of celebrating Carnival and then celebrating Holy separately, they just brought them together. They celebrate the Holy Carnival. Basically, which is really interesting because we just spoke about two different religions and fasting and bringing them together. I mean, that's, I feel it's one of the under, yeah, it's, it doesn't get enough attention for how special that is that they decided to do that. 
I'm also not familiar with how it's received and how well politically it's received as well, but it's really interesting that they did that. And I also once did a research on why there's not that much of a carnival celebration in Suriname. So if we talk Suriname carnival, we mainly talk either about the Brazilian carnival that we kind of adopt because there are a lot of Brazilians living in Suriname, or the Dutch carnival, which typically only gets celebrated in Suriname by the Dutch interns that come to Suriname and want to celebrate carnival as well. And then you start wondering, especially in the Netherlands, they only celebrate carnival in the South. Which it's, lo really it's localized there as well. It's localized there as well. And I started digging into this because I, I was just fascinated by it because I would escape the South during carnival because the way they celebrate, the Dutch celebrate carnival is completely different from the Brazilian <laughs> celebration. And what I realized, and that's something that I learned through a course while studying, is that there's a, a very big religious divide between the north of the Netherlands and the south of the Netherlands, which there is a lot more Christianity, and especially, I think the Catholics are more prominent in the south as well. And if you go through all the countries in the Caribbean where carnival is a really big, traditionally, not build up from scratch, but traditionally, where it's big, you will see that these countries all have a very, very big Christian demographic or even Catholic demographic. So all the countries where, traditionally speaking, carnival is quite big, all those countries have a very big Catholic population. And that's the reason why Suriname doesn't really have it, because there was no religious movement behind Yeah, there's no dominant religion. There's no yeah. dominant religion that celebrates it, whereas holy, there is a dominant religion that celebrates it. So that's a very interesting perspective. And to close it off, there are even some, I have to look back into this. I'm not sure if it's Grenada, Grenada or another country, but there are even some countries in the Caribbean that also don't have this strong uh, religious ties to it that have decided also to change the dates from their carnival to later in the year and celebrate it in August, for instance, because mm -hmm. they didn't want to compete with the bigger company of the countries where everybody goes during carnival and they created their own carnival and they created their own folklore, which is really cool because they decided to create their own folklore based on stories of the, the national cultural stories and those kind of things. And that's, I think those really instances are beautiful because it just shows it, it can evolve and stories come from somewhere, culture comes from somewhere, traditions come from somewhere, the celebration of the days comes for, from somewhere. So even if something is very new, it could very well be that a hundred years from now, yeah. it is something that's still there and we, we don't know what, what can happen. So it, I, I'd say this is a, quite an interesting topic. To, to be had and especially the international day and the national days. So if you are celebrating something specifically, all the power to you, share it. But, you know, don't just go on the hype train if you don't know what it's for. Some things can just be for innocent fun, but some have some deeper significant meaning behind it. So do respect that. 
maybe we should have a convo stay one day. We, we, we nominate a certain day for a convo stay. We don't know yet. <laughs> international conversation day. Isn't, isn't there already an international conversation day? We have to look that up. I'm, I'm looking that, that up. That would be interesting. While you look, up, look that up, with that being said, this was another episode of Social Convos. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Convos. We're also on Instagram at Convos. Also subscribe to our newsletter at convos.substack.com. All the episodes are also being uploaded there. We are, I think most of the migration has already happened. So you might not see the updates regularly on the website for now, but the recent updates are on the Substack. So check that out. With that being said, Shanduk, roll us out. To close it off, next year on July 12, 2024, Social Confos will be celebrating New Conversations Day. And during that day, we'll try to get as many former podcast guests back on the show to have New Conversations. I think that's a great way to close it off. Thank you for tuning in. I will be back for the next episode next week same place same time bye bye